I just need to let Young Thug get that out. Uh huh. Yeah. 2020. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Young Thug, for that lovely introduction. Slap. How was your new year, my friend? It was, it was boo. I know. That was our first time we didn't really do a party this year. Yeah. I kind of missed it, but... Yeah, because we didn't do a Christmas party. We don't. We really don't do a New Year's. I think we did one year. Um, I always we always do, do something at, like Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas but. was always more litty. Um, I love when it's hot. Did you, pop, did you pop off any fireworks? I did not pop off any fireworks. <laughs> Me either. But I pop off at your party. I'm with the gang. It's lit. Yeah, I'm on one today. Straight up. Um, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to be doing a bit of a classics review, uh, since, you know, it is a bit quiet this week. We're going to be talking about Marshall Mathers LP, Eminem. The, the, the OG. Not the OG. The, yeah. Not yes. that second. Not the second one. But he won a Grammy for the second one. Did you know that? Didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that either, but shout out to Eminem. So, the reason why we're talking about this one, guys, is... Uh, obviously Eminem has gotten a lot of backlash in the last couple of years. A lot of people would say that he had fallen off since recovery. Even relapse, some people didn't like. Yeah, um, I, I personally relapse is one of my favorites. Yeah, and I, I noticed a lot of um, Eminem fans tell me to like go back to relapse and listen to it. Well, it's his it's most crass, I think, by yeah. far. Um, you know, the that's the one that had We're the Ones Who Made You, right? Yeah, uh, that one, Crack a Bottle. Um, the Cracker Bottle was a smash. Crazy with 50 That's Cent. A smash. 50 Cent um, had Andre. never rapped that hard. 50 Cent will never rap that yeah. hard again. For for people who don't know, I want to talk about that song real quick because when that song came out, 50 Cent was kind of done. He he had released like a couple of songs, but he had the Vitamin Water deal, and then all of a sudden he dropped that feature and it just went stupid. Yes. So um no, that that album um had insane. I was one with a dick in my brain. That song, yep. if you don't remember, bagpipes from Baghdad, which was huge. Yep, that was big. Um, we made you. That was the one where he really clowns Britney Spears in the video. Let's just do an Eminem week. Yeah, let's just review a bunch of Eminem stuff. One of my favorites. Eminem album. I don't need more with deep cut. Would be um, must be the ganja. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, I don't know if you remember that one. Um, I didn't listen to Eminem much when he was dropping um, music, just because. Uh, I was more so into, I would say I was kind of more into like Wayne and yeah. um, Outkast. I wasn't really into the shock rap of an Eminem. The I'll tell you the first Eminem track I listened to <laughs> was Fack. <laughs> um, that's funny. If you guys haven't listened fack, to that song, Fack, Fack, oh, goddamn. Yeah, go listen to that one if yeah. you haven't. Just to show you, like, kind of my introduction to Eminem. Yeah, that song wasn't even on the edited version. No. And I think I may have told this story before, but my dad bought me an Eminem CD, but bought it at Walmart, not knowing <laughs> that it was going to be edited. Then you probably heard, like, three words the entire... entire I got to listen to the skits. Um, yeah, that was cursed. it. That was it. Yeah. Um, but before we get too deep into Eminem, mm-hmm. we got some news and some facts. What you know this year... So this year, I um, forgot a fact, so I'm going to look it up. 
Well, oh, oh, you know what? The first ball drop in New York was in the year 1908. Okay. A little New Year's fact for y'all. Okay. He had, he really he came correct. He just forgot. Yeah, I just forgot. That's all. Mulan has the highest kill count of any Disney character. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, she's the only one who's really out there bodying people. Yeah. There was a war going on. Oh, we don't. Oh. Yeah, we keep that word low now. Which one? The W word. War? It, yeah, oh, it's yeah. bumbling. <laughs> We're not gonna not gonna get into that. Um, if you guys hear us uh, broadcasting from Iran soon. Uh, from Iraq, then you know it's good. Yeah. I don't think anything's going to come of that. I hope not. But we're not getting too political here. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some hip-hop news. So, uh, for those of you guys who don't remember, Drake dropped a uh, rap, uh, an interview with, with rap Elliot Radar. with Rap Radar, and uh, Pusha T responds. <laughs> he put out a tweet, just laughing his ass off. Yes, he used all 180 characters, or however many you get these days, with uh, yeah, haha. Haha. So we did get a bit of a response since Drake did say that he has no desire to mend the situation between him and Pusha T. Personally, I mean, I thought this before and Pusha T confirmed it now. He doesn't give a shit about mending things with Drake. He doesn't think, need Drake. I think this is kind of how it is. Like, I think if, if both of them sat down, like they both seem like they're adults. I don't think if yeah. they were in the same room, I don't think they would. it would be like beef, like fist thrown. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think they both know that this is beneficial for their careers. It's yeah. keeping them in the news. Obviously, it's something to talk about. Pusha T, I, I think at this point, it's just my issue is for the, the drama. The only reason why I think it would be a little bit serious is because Drake uh, really is very close to forty, obviously, and that line about forty. Yeah, that was kind in of the story of added on was really kind of tick tick tick. That yeah, six six six. Yeah, if you guys don't remember that, he did this forty. On and then he dropped the track on uh, MS. It was yeah. like it was like a day to acknowledge um, MS. So I mean I don't think he planned that, but it happened. Yeah. So if if somebody made fun of a close friend of mine like that, I don't I don't think I'd want to mend things with them either. Uh, overall, though, they're we're talking about guys who have millions of dollars in yeah. the bank. They're not they're gonna both doing do anything stupid. Yeah, they're not gonna do anything dumb. Trust me. Uh, another news. Slice here we got is uh, Big Sean apologizing for his absence and promising to go hard in 2020. Is Big Sean somebody that you're looking forward to this year? Well, I think I said it when we in the last episode of 2019, we were talking about <clears throat> what we were looking forward to in 2020. Right. And I think I said it was something like it's kind of like his redemption year. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had some misses to me. Yeah. And Big Sean used to be one of my, like, I mean, I was a ride or die Big Sean fan. Dude, At a point. His second project is the one you really I like. love Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame. And then Dark Sky Paradise <laughs> is where it started to lose me. And there's even when I go back to Hall of Fame now, there's only like five or six. I go 10 back to 10 is, is 10 still to 10 one is crazy. The remix to 10 to 10, that's the one that has Switch Up mm-hmm. with Common. Yep. Um, that's Switch that, Up is a great track. That's the, that's the album that had Guap on it. I know Guap's a big radio mm-hmm. single, but that was the, that era of Big Sean. Yeah. He had that Toyota music, Corolla Yeah, Toyota music. music. Is that what it was called? That song, uh, what wasn't it called? Ashley? That was a big uh, radio hit. The one with Nicki Minaj where she's playing. uh, I don't even remember. Oh, MILF. Yeah, MILF. Yeah. There was that one. There's some good moments on there. Yeah, so I'm excited. I I hope he's telling the truth. Yeah, me too. Uh, But the singles he dropped last year didn't do anything. I like the one he put, did last year with Ferg. I don't remember what it was called, but the the album art is a picture of one of those like little round juice bottles. Oh, okay. But it was a pretty hard track. Yeah, I'm not. 
I'm a, I would say I'm a casual Big Sean fan, although I did enjoy, I decided, I think that's That's me now. Project. I'm a casual Big Sean fan. Yeah. Like, I'm going to listen when it comes out, but I'm not, like. I do think I decided is his best project, though. Um, okay. Is like, that the one with Halfway Off the Balcony? Halfway Off the Balcony. And, uh, and he had some good singles when that was coming tracks. out. I forgot. The, the, was that the album that had Sunday Morning Jetpack on remember it? Remember that? Yep. And yeah, then he yeah, had yeah, yeah. Last Night Took a L, but some Bounce yeah, Back. Bounce Back. I like Bounce Back. I like back. that Sunday Morning Jetpack song. Actually, I was had my phone on shuffle uh, last weekend, and that yeah. song came on. I was like, damn, I forgot about remember this. Remember his live performance? I remember you were going kind of crazy for that one. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. We did. We talked about it on here. If you guys want Yeah, I'm excited for Big Sean. I could, I could see him coming back. I'd like back. to see him bounce back. He's here with Janae Aiko yeah. in a picture. So, hey, that's that could be a good collab if that ever happened. So, shout out to Big Sean. We'll be we'll be Wait, waiting. That has happened, bro. Twenty eighty eight. Yeah, that, well, I mean the second one. Okay, if they you. do it in twenty twenty, I mean that that would be good. Uh, I saw. I, we'll talk about that last, but um, Bad Baby getting hit up by Adrian, bro. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. I'm locked up. So you know, Bad Baby. Has look, been known I, to call guys out who, who yeah, have and, and slid look, into her DMs. And look, I've said it before. That bitch looks scary. <laughs> she may could beat up Adrian Broner. Like, yeah, she looks like she's a professional she boxer for those of you guys who don't yeah. know. <laughs> Everybody's like thinking like Adrian Brody. You know, that is the he's a he's the white actor. Right. He was in that movie Splice. Yeah, no, not that guy. Adrian yeah. Broner is a uh, professional boxer. Um, he says that it was an honest mistake, which. How how it, co- cocky do you have to be to say, text me crazy girl? Yeah, on Instagram. What the fuck? That's so cringe. But she also had called out, she's called out Trippy Red in the past saying yeah. that they had a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to Bad Baby, though. Uh, next thing here we have was um, French Montana and 50 Cent. <laughs> Who has 50 Cent not beefed with? Uh, nobody. Me and 50 Cent just squashed one yesterday. I love his Instagram. You want to talk about somebody with an entertaining Derek Instagram? Derek Lewis is probably a second to 50 yeah. Cent. Always got some funny Shout shit going. Shout out to Derek Lewis. But, but um, 50 Cent accusing French Montana of faking streams. French Montana saying that, oh, 50 Cent is the one who's buying those streams. Which, he's he said that because uh, supposedly all the streams coming from New York. Now, for those of you who have never used a VPN before, you can clearly mask your IP address. It can make it look like it's coming from a different place. I mean, that doesn't prove anything. Also, we all know French Montana is really a singles artist, so it would make sense for him to fake streams to get a single with Cardi B and Post Malone on it to the top of the charts. You know? Doesn't it make sense? I guess. And you were right. It has a cruise vibe. Listen, this is. These are two people I could care less Give about. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know. Fifty Cent is always coming funny, like you said, but yeah, I don't really care about French Montana. The reason why Fifty also went at him is because, and I don't have the full article here, but it it was saying that French Montana defended R. Kelly of all people. Okay, let somebody enjoy their legacy. What <laughs> legacy has R. Kelly left behind other than him peeing and yeah. sexually assaulting children? I mean, any sort of single, any sort of artistic talent that R. Kelly has is down the drain. As you, I, are you going to talk about that the R. Kelly news that you have? I, I didn't really have. I just, okay. I didn't, they're doing a, they did a part, a part two. Part two. Yeah. I didn't know that, so I'm going to check that out. Kelly. 
So check that out if you guys haven't. But, you know, French Montana, I don't know anybody who's who's a French Montana fan. I know that they no. like French Montana songs. Um, but, yeah, a little little funny there. And then the uh, <laughs> baby is arrested. Come on, the baby. We just gave you, like, number three album of the year. Really? I mean, yeah, because, <laughs> listen, he had such a massive 2019. We we You and I both were mentioning how earlier in the year he was, you know, kind of whiling out, getting into similar yeah. altercations. Knocking out a local Charlotte rapper. Like, you really beefing with dudes in, in Charlotte, bro? Dude, he, and then he was, a, he was in... He was in the courtroom talking about how he has two hundred quarter yeah, million yeah, dollars. That, sh- that clip is wild. He said, "I have a quarter million dollars in my hotel room." Let my lawyer go get it. What the fuck, dude? What kind of? That's how you know you're getting in trouble a lot when you're like, "I got to keep a quarter million cash just for just <laughs> for, for my retainer. lawyer on retainer." <laughs> yeah, my lawyer's got a retainer, and his retainer has retainer, exactly. and it's in that Louis bag. <laughs> and, and that's pretty funny. That's almost as good as bitch I might be. Yeah. <laughs> He he was apparently supposed to get paid thirty thousand dollars for a performance. That's crazy. Instead, got uh, paid twenty really thirty k for for what two songs at a club? That's nuts. That's yeah. still nuts. You know, I'd take thirty k for a performance. Yeah. Future makes like a hundred thousand, something like that. So I don't know. For some guy who's only really been in the rap game seriously, I mean, for when you look years. at it, it is one third of what he was supposed to get paid, regardless if it was ten dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. Still a third of his money. Not I there. get it, but why rob the yeah. man of eighty dollars? Yeah, I don't. IPhone I don't get 7? that. Like, I don't expect him to just like ride off in the sunset. Yeah. Like, you you could have confronted him, and be like, "Hey, this where's my ten thousand? And this is this happens a lot. There's a lot of artists who get shorted by promoters. Um, that you know, people perform at nightclubs, and sometimes they they perform one less song than they agreed to. Get your paperwork right. That's all yeah. I have to say to the baby. You're you're doing incredibly well. I mean, he had he had such a monstrous 2019. He was geared up for a great 2020. I still think he can come back. Oh yeah, this. This, I don't think this is the what, end. Of well, the what's baby. holding it up? Because originally I think they were gonna give him like a, a they were gonna give him bond, and they found out he has a warrant for his arrest in Texas. Right. That's what's holding all this up. And there's video of that too. Also, yeah. can you name anybody else who's gotten more video of him beating the shit out of people than DeBaby? There are UFC fighters who don't have as much fight footage as DeBaby. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And then they poured apple juice on the guy. Apple. Hey, maybe maybe if he just stalls in the rap game, we'll get him in the octagon. That'd be kind of cool. He, he'd have to fight Habib, though. He got no chance. That man is tapping quick. Um, I'll tell you right now. No, yeah, so that the warrant in Texas is what's really holding all this up. Yeah. It's but a, be smart. Like, really, be smart. But that's that's the problem, is you give somebody... And now you look broke, boy. Exactly. And I don't mean boy, but like you look broke yeah, doing that. you look broke. Like, okay, $10,000 is a lot of money to us, but $10,000 from our perception is not a lot of, from the baby. Like, also, just, get your manager to hound the guy. Yeah. Like, why are you doing the dirty work? You now you look I mean? like, bro, I needed that $10,000 to get home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, you were performing on SNL last year. Yeah. How are you? How are you griping over ten thousand dollars? I promise you, make that back somewhere else. So, we'll we'll keep an eye on that on that story as it keeps coming along. Do you have any news you want to? Um, hear? I saw this complex talking about. Um, Travis says that Jay Z has always been a mentor to me and has always kept in touch. What do you feel? What do you, what do you think about that? Travis got Jay Z is a. 
Uh, I think that's that's Jay Z recognizing somebody who is a power player in the game. You okay. know, I don't think you get a nod from Jay Z unless you're making moves, or if you're somebody who's incredibly talented. Yeah. You know, somebody like J Cole, J Electronica, uh, Joey Badass. Oh, um, Big Menza who was signed <laughs> to, to Jay Z at one point. Yeah. Um. I'm sure, yeah. he, I'm sure he got his lick. That's why he's not there anymore. <laughs> I think that's a good. I think that's a good nod. Um, Travis also seems like somebody who's not going to really, you know, brag or talk about his interactions with people. You yeah. know, he seems like somebody who just keeps. Well, himself. and to be fair, when you hang out with Jay Z and Beyonce, you sign non-disclosure, so <laughs> it's legally like you can't talk about right, it. Right. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can't even talk about it, even if you wanted to. Hopefully, Travis didn't get a cease and desist for saying Jay Z. Right. Right. Don't keep my name out your mouth. Yeah. That would be int- I don't know if they could do a song. Would you want to hear a song with nope. them? No. No. Not even a chance. Future and Jay Z made it work. Well, Jay Z would have to be like on that like holy grail type sound, yeah. I think, okay. for him and Travis to make a song together. What if Travis got super woke, took the auto tune off, and just started rapping his ass off? Or you could have maybe like a little like four forty four Jay Z with like Travis doing like a the song he did with SZA. Yeah. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Maybe. But I, no, I don't want to hear that at all. Okay. Yeah, um, there'd be no hype behind that for me. I feel you. I feel you. I was just thinking, you know. I some, mean, I would listen, of course, but. Right. Like, Maybe if there's a third artist there who could balance it out, it could work. You know, like if Jay-Z's on the tail end, maybe Travis is in the front in the middle or doing the hook. I don't know. I'm going to A&R I'm, this I'm shit. Not, I'm not for that. I'm going to A&R this shit. You guys come talk to me. Uh, the last thing here, I just wanted to hit, we'll go, we'll go kind of fast on this one, but, uh, Hip Hop DX released, uh, a list that I thought was kind of interesting to talk about. 10 rappers who shouldn't drop an album in 2020. Okay. First one is Eminem. Shouldn't drop another album ever. (laughs) Next, please. (laughs) I'm with you. Nicki Minaj, also somebody who should never drop an album again. You're, you I'm afraid. Of, I'm afraid of the Nikki fans. Nikki you're like you're, yeah, like you're afraid of the I'm not Beehive. A, yeah, that's fair. Um, the reason, I guess, the reason why they were saying now the I next think, one is we'll get to there, but that's fucking that's dumb. stupid. That's yeah, dumb. that's completely false. They were saying Drake. Um, they said there was something a bit jarring about the harsh reception to Drake's surprising set at Camp Flogna. Not really that jarring no. because that is a a crowd that wouldn't have embraced somebody like Drake to begin with. And also, if there was rumors that it was going to be Frank Ocean there, of course that's why they were pissed off. Um, <laughs> See, a lot of these Iggy just should Azalea. never drop albums again. Yeah, Iggy, Iggy Azalea, Azalea were good on that. Logic, also good on that. You, um, Vic Mensa, <laughs> these are all yeah. really easy. Chance the Rapper, I love my wife. Yeah. Um, do you, but actually, no, this one we could talk about. Because I don't think that's the case. I think he should come in 2020, if anything. Yeah, but he won't. This man takes so much time so? between projects. No. I, look, I, I like Chance the Rapper, but I'm kind of in the Big Sean stage with him. Like, okay, I can I appreciate what you you're, did with, you're with this. You're enjoying from afar. Yeah. like I, I'm obviously going to tune in because I had have slash had respect for you. Right. So I'm going to give it a, a shot. But I'm, I'm whatever. If he comes 2020, of course I'll listen. Yeah, Gucci Mane, which, I mean, he dropped six albums a year. Yeah, so. the dude probably dropped an album this morning. Yeah, we don't really know yet. Woptober 17. <laughs> Brockhampton. Uh, there's rumors that Brockhampton is going to be ending soon, which uh, I really enjoyed Ginger, but uh, I'm not sure why they would really make this list, to be honest. 
maybe maybe giving them more time to build up to a final album, I could see that. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know. They're just I mean, they're making filler. They've yeah. got to they've got to write articles, but I get it. Like Kanye, right? Kanye should. Um, I think Kanye should come. I think we're gonna see more stuff like the Jesus is Born thing. Like I think he's gonna start being more like kind of like a curator. Maybe he does like a DJ Khaled where he just he doesn't know. make the 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 um, what is it secular music, but yeah. he but he A and R's it, puts it all together. Yeah. I could see. That. I don't know. He's got so much that he's doing between the Sunday service and the Yeezy brand. I mean, I, I don't know what. Of course, I'm a huge Kanye fan. I this man's trying to listen. become a billionaire at this point. I think yeah. music is a bit in the. I I you know Kanye has always been somebody who, you know, music. No album sounds the same, so I think for him, music is a bit on the back burner at this point in his career. Yeah. Which, I mean, can you name anybody else with a with a better catalog than than Kanye? No, not really. No. I mean, somebody with that. I mean, listen, Tyler's on his way, though. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah. Tyler's and on his way. What we mean is, like, critically acclaimed. Like, right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's undeniable. No. Regardless of what genre you really enjoy. Exactly. There's good arguing evidence for Kanye. There's not really very many albums that Kanye has dropped that got panned by critics other than Yeezus and Jesus is King. Yeah. And even then, there are defenders for both albums. You and I both defend Yeezus. We both enjoyed Jesus is King. So. Yeah. I mean, there, he really has not had a like 100% miss. Right, right. In my opinion. Well, that was the list. I mean, other than Drake and... Um, Drake, Drake is really the biggest one. Like, Drake, yeah. that's a big climate right now. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And also, that War single that he dropped, it's, it's, it's not making as much noise as I thought it would, but... Also, it's not available on any no, and, streaming platform. And if we're if we're being honest, Drake won the decade. Yeah, like, he did. He really did. He, I, I don't see him stopping twenty twenty. No, no, you can't. You can't argue that. All right, let's jump into Marshall Mathers LP. So, I mean, some fun facts about about this this album. It dropped in two thousand. Around this time, I was I five years old. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We yeah, when we were five, maybe six years old, I remember seeing the music video for for um, Slim Shady or well, the real, real Slim yeah. Shady, please On stand MTV. up. I remember that. Um, I remember all my uh, friends, siblings who were older than us. They were about sixteen or seventeen at the time. Always were playing Eminem. It, he was always somebody that I knew of, but not somebody I listened to because, like you said, we were a bit young yeah. when this album came out. What was your first introduction to Eminem? Do you remember? Um, probably the movie Eight Mile. Honestly, okay. was like the introduction. I was like, okay, I've heard. I, like I heard that was. I don't even remember the song. Now the big one, Mom's Spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, um. Wow. Dude, don't let's not blank. Yeah, we got to find that one out. Um, Lose yourself. Yeah. I was like, damn, I've heard this song before, and then that's when I put the the two and two were the same, and then. This was back when I had to like go to Pirate Bay to get music because I, I can <laughs> you say didn't, it, bro. you didn't have to <laughs> statute of limitations. No, back then I, I didn't have a job. Like that, I did what I had to do, bro. I used to ask. I asked my dad to borrow his car so I could buy songs off iTunes. The first week I had iTunes, I spent forty four dollars, and he lost his look, look, bro, shit on me dude. at the time. At the time when I like started listening to Eminem, mm -hmm. if my par if I would have asked my parents for an Eminem album, yeah. I probably would have been like shipped to like the place Earl was shipped to. Yeah, at yeah. the time, I feel you. 
I, so, I, 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 well, I asked I had, for the massacre by 50 Cent, and I was, uh, my mom immediately took me to Target to return it, and then I had to buy Rob Thomas' yeah. single, single album, solo album. I don't want to be lonely no more. Oh, yeah, I sounded no. like freaking. I don't know who that was. I mean, I had to do what I had to do, so I would. I went and downloaded literally everything, like even Infinite. That was the album he put out first. In the like, 90s. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it's the Dre production um, that helped Eminem out a lot. But that was my first introduction, and I was hooked. And I think when we we go in more, in depth more about this album, there's obviously a lot of cringy things that he said because back then. He really did not give a fuck. Like he says, I mean, multiple times multiple in the album, times. multiple times. The main, the the main thing I want to highlight about this album, though, is it sold 1.7 million copies the in, first 2000. Week. in 2000. In 2000, six and a million copies in the first month, and over 35 million worldwide. To go to just to go to show you the level of influence Eminem had at this point, and it's. As of 2018, when this record, this um, article was dropped, it it's the best-selling rap record of all time. I think Views ended up taking that spot. If I I'm think not it mistaken. did. But um, just just to show you where Eminem was at in regards to his cultural influence. Oh, absolutely, and a lot of the stuff like I was saying is are, it's kind of cringy, but there are still things that he's saying that is still relevant 20 years later. Right. Um, when he's like, he's kind of pointing at the industry. Like that's why the skits on this album really didn't bother me that bad, because all this stuff is still talked about. Like battling with the A and R's, the Steve Berman skit. He says you have to change this record or it's not coming out. Right. Like we're still seeing that with DJ Drama, Lil Uzi. We saw that Birdman, Lil Wayne. Like that's still a relevant conversation in hip hop. Um, so I like that. What some? I mean, obviously him saying the F word. Yeah, to homosexual people is that was cringy. He uses the word retard several times, so that's still cringy. But a lot of the things like the way I am, right. like that song was huge in the climate, especially about Columbine because he got a lot of blame for Columbine, as did Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, if you guys, if you guys haven't seen that interview of him responding to um, the thing, like what he would have said to the children about Columbine, he said, "I wouldn't have said anything at all. I would have sat and listened to them because nobody did." Yeah. Um, another thing Eminem does a lot on this album is mention the fact that if you take his music seriously, you're a victim. You remember yeah. he talks about that? So he was always, I think, conscious of the fact that his message was controversial, but he was always emphasizing the fact that this wasn't something to be taken seriously. I think what Eminem was doing on Marshall Mathers LP that a lot of artists after Eminem have done is voicing their frustrations with the climate, with the culture, through satire. Yeah, and we talked about that a couple episodes ago. I think we were talking about how I do my music, how you play up a persona. Mm-hmm. On the song Criminal, with when he's like talking yeah. about being a criminal, <laughs> it's literally hilarious to me because there's nothing about Eminem that scares me unless I'm freestyling with Eminem. Right, like right. He, oh yeah. I don't think he's going to beat my ass. You've always looked like a grandpa when you were 30. You looked like a little old man. Like There's just nothing scary about right. Eminem. He's not physically imposing. He's just playing up this persona and like you said if you take this seriously you're the victim like it all it is is satire right and he says that he says that multiple times throughout like he, he's never killed anybody he's not going to kill anybody he had i mean he had a lot of uh i would say relationship issues that he goes on to talk about on the song kim 
Yeah, there's times when satire is funny, and yeah. there's times where it may have went a little too far. Right. I think he um, brought his daughter to the studio. They were talking about that, um, and uh, his wife didn't know that he was bringing her to the studio to do that song. She heard it on the album and flipped out, yeah. and was like, you know, going crazy about that. So, yeah, as would anyone, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't want a kid involved in. <laughs> You yeah. don't want a kid to have yeah. anything to do with Marshall Mathers. That stuff. is one song that does not age well. No. Um, the the skit, the Ken Kniff skit, is yeah. just as gross as it was the first time. I mean, it, it was more, that, that was more of like a meme from back then. So this was, for those of you who haven't listened to that, that's the one where... Yes, their <laughs> fellatio is, is being performed on multiple men. And he says, say my name, say it. And, like, yeah, and he's, he's supposed to be playing up this like, Another alter ego, Ken Kniff, and the guy says Eminem and not Ken Kniff. Right. And he makes the man stop performing Fellatio, storms out, and then the other guys that were in there. It's, <sighs> yeah. Do you know? Do you know where that beef stemmed from? No. So, so for those of you who don't know the the beef between Insane Clown Posse and Eminem started. This is from um, Shaggy Tudo talked yeah. about this. They so. There was a concert that Eminem was performing when he was relatively unknown in Detroit. And on the flyer, he said that ICP may be there. ICP sees this flyer, kind of freaks out and says, yo, what the fuck? We're not going to be there. They don't want to tarnish their brand, you know, yeah. like fans of ICP coming there. I don't know if you guys know, Juggalos are fucking insane. Yeah. Juggalos are really crazy, dude. Like, they throw, like, bottles of piss at people if they don't like them at the, at the, at the shows. Um... But, so they were, they eventually find Eminem and confront him, and Eminem goes, well, well, do you want to do it? You know, essentially, yeah. like, they're like, no, dude, fuck you. And so he's like, well, fuck you, too. Gets in all this drama with them. And I think it eventually ended up getting squashed. Uh, uh, I don't later. know. I know. I, I remember that a lot of, there were a lot of shows that Eminem played where or they tossed said. around blow-up dolls that had clown <laughs> clown faces painted on them yeah. like i know that beef went for a while yeah i don't know what it is right now i don't think that insane clown posse is relevant it's probably the first time they've been mentioned on anything in 2020 yeah they, you heard it here first they had um they had a show that i used to watch kind of like an online clip show that they would that do. sounds terrible i kind of liked it but <laughs> you also heard it here first uh but yeah that was the beef between them eminem's career as much as as much as people want to highlight his lyrical ability a lot of it was built on controversy and and another artist that Kanye West I was going to say somebody even more so relevant to I would say kind of almost takes the blueprint from Eminem's Takashi 69 a little bit somebody who's overtly inflammatory says whatever they can to get that I let reaction. my nuts hang yeah let my nuts hang he he, you know he just trolls people online. Yeah. I think Takashi Six Nine, uh, artists even like Tyler the Creator. Well, if there were, well, I'll talk about that. Keep going. No, yeah, there's just a lot of artists who owe their career to Eminem and the blueprint to make yourself popular off of controversy. I think I'm sure there were artists who did it before, but not anybody who did it on a massive scale like this. Yeah, if if there was no Eminem. There would be no Tyler the Creator, period, mm -hmm. because Tyler, especially, and I don't want to make it a racial issue, but Eminem being white kind of got away with a lot of stuff that if a kid like Tyler comes out 
where there's a universe with no Eminem. Picture Rick and Morty episode. Eminem does not exist. Right. So this there's never been a controversial person like this in rap saying things like this. And Tyler comes out with bastard. Dude, yeah. he'd have been crucified. Right. And also, and and Tyler did receive a lot of. Oh, he yeah, he still got backlash. Yeah, he did receive a lot of backlash, and you know, much like much like Marshall Mathers LP, a lot of the stuff that Tyler said at the time has not aged well, and that's the thing about shock rap. Mm-hmm. A lot of it doesn't necessarily age well. However, I will say the thing about Shady that Marshall Mathers LP that kind of changed my mind that I would actually say it's a classic is the social commentary throughout the project. Yeah. The way he was criticizing the music industry at that time, which was, which was just bombarded with artists like Britney Spears, and and saying yeah, he crucified. Yeah, and another thing to tie Tyler, Tyler did the same thing with Bruno Fuck Mars. Two dope boys, Bruno Mars. Um, uh, he he did it to Haley Williams, LeBron. which yeah. that was the song they were all on. Right. There there was always there was, I think the the best thing about this type of music is it questions. Uh, the cultural norms, it challenges cultural norms, it criticizes the culture. That's what made it so critically acclaimed. I think had it just been him screaming out faggot every five minutes and yeah. and not really not really adding anything to it, maybe it wouldn't be considered a classic. You know, and I'm sure if you ask Eminem now, maybe there are some things that he would take back. You yeah. Know? I don't think he stands behind everything he said when well, he was however old he was when he dropped this. There's the difference in Eminem and Tyler the Creator. I think if, unless, I don't see a scenario where if Eminem is asked even in the interview, hey, would would you take? It? I don't think he'd take anything back. Maybe not take it back, but he wouldn't say it now. Oh you yeah, know what I mean? no, like, that, there's I evidence would, of that. Yeah, because spoiler alert: when Eminem can't say <laughs> some of the shit that he wants to say, that's kind of where he's coming off as corny. Like you can tell, like obviously it's not he's not coming with the same intensity that he was in the two thousands. No, not at all. And also, he's obviously censored himself to a point. And even when this happened, for the those of you guys who don't know, he performed with Elton John. Yeah. To kind of get like a gay yeah. cosign, to be honest. What award show was that at? Because um, they they performed. They did. Um, didn't they do they stand? Did, yeah, they did stand. And Elton John does Ditto's part. Right. Dido. Is it Dido? Dido. Okay, sorry. I thought that was a Pokemon or some That's okay. bullshit. <laughs> nope, it sure isn't. That's, that's Ditto. <laughs> um, 2001 Grammys. Okay. Uh, which Elton John kills that. Oh, yeah. That performance. I mean, talk about the talent. Another live performance from this era. Did you know Eminem and Marilyn Manson performed The Way I Am together? That's awesome. That is incredible. That would have been cool to see live. Um, but that's another example of something that Eminem was commenting on in 2000 that is still relevant today right like there are several bars in there directed 100% to the narrative after Columbine shit is still happening right but way more rampant than 1999 and do you remember when for a while video games were getting a bad rap and they were also attached to the Columbine thing and then Trump last year even was saying something about violent video games are the cause for mass shootings. It's not our gun laws. It's not mental health. It's it's violent video games. It's actually games. a combination of all these things. It's Fortnite. <laughs> it's Fortnite. Did you see them? It's Fortnite. Build the wall. Build the... <laughs> like Fortnite. Build the wall. Yeah, so... Uh, I, and again, that's, that's adults deflecting on their contribution to the... Co- 
to the culture that we've built around, a culture of violence that we've built around. It's not artists like Eminem and Marilyn Manson who are causing these shootings. It's, like he says, a lack of parenting. He yep. does talk about how, like, if your kid, like, I think he's, like, Jumps the kid off killed, the terrace. Right. Yeah, you should have been watching him. You should have been watching him. And, and you know, with my family, they would buy me... I would I was playing M-rated games before yeah. I was 17. Oh, dude, I played Max Payne on PlayStation 1. I played... I remember I went and bought the Godfather game, video game. I pre-ordered it, and I went into the GameStop, and he said, Oh, you need your mom here. And my mom comes in, and she goes, Do you know... He goes, Do you know this is an M-rated game? And she goes, Yeah, he knows it's not real. And then I played the game. I never acted out violently. I never listened to music or saw those movies and thought this was real life. So, yeah. Eminem, go- that's another reason why I would kind of stand behind this album is because of the fact that he says, like, watch your kids. This isn't real. This is, like, I'm faking. If you if you listen, like, if you believe this, then you're a victim. Stan is the ultimate example of that. Yeah. Which, um, you know. And that's another thing, too, that happened. I mean, look at how big of a cultural impact that had tyler did the same song colossus Colossus is the same fucking song literally with almost kind of the same ending but not as extreme yeah but you know the whole like i cut yeah (laughs) he he talks about he cuts the mouth out yeah and then the last yeah the last verse like like eminem does comes full circle and like addresses like hey i'm writing you back tyler says can we just take this picture and then he realizes that he missed the ride that he wanted to ride yeah um but that's another thing like Imagine, like, if Eminem is getting... Imagine if he would have come out when social media was so huge. This dude would have been even bigger of a hermit. He obviously couldn't handle going outside. That's right. what he's talking about on Stan. Mm-hmm. Now artists have to deal with that chiming in their phones. It's everywhere. Not only that, it's like every time you're out as a public figure, you're always there's always cameras on you. Yep. You know, everybody has a camera in their phone now. So... And everybody's trying to get a viral moment. So oh, yeah. Eminem would have punched coming... out so many fans. Dude, he would have gotten punched out probably, too. Like, he would have been getting, like, punched out. There would have been so many videos of Eminem just getting caught in some wild shit. But, you know, he has Dr. Dre behind him. That's another thing we need to talk about. Eminem would not have had the leverage, the hip-hop leverage, without the Dr. Dre co No, because that little mix... I think he's technically called it a mixtape, Infinite, that came out before. Any right. Eminem and Dre, it's not good. Right. And that's just... That's how it is. I don't think Eminem is Eminem without Dre production. No. And this... And a cosign. This project, the production on it, I would say, has aged overall pretty well. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's still really good production-wise. And, um... The skits, I would say, actually kind of add to the narrative that Eminem's building on this project. The the storytelling on this project is is I would say probably some of the best still to this day. Like yeah, and Stan I think really kind of cements that, and that's one of the best storytelling rap songs ever. Yeah, and that I think really shows how much he can focus, and that's one song that's really not about. A controversy he's not trying to stir drama that's one song start to finish that's focused mm-hmm. and the reason why the reason why i wanted we wanted to talk about this project is because is also because eminem yes now is he as culturally relevant as he was in the 2000s no but still making 50 million dollars last did, year though. yeah uh, fuck yeah and did he pave the way for a lot of artists did you not, have you not seen interviews where Juice World is rapping? 
Yeah. Eminem lyrics like Yeah, he there, there was a cuts, one he did bro. like 40. He did like 40 minute freestyle yeah. all on Eminem beats. Yeah, that's so that just goes to show you he's he's he is, a rapper's favorite rapper. You know, there yeah. are artists like that. Earl has that same he's, title. He's kind of on the same level that Wayne is. Like, if you had, like, the, the Wayne family tree and mm-hmm. the Eminem family tree, you could draw, like, obviously, you have all the little rappers that are sons of Lil Wayne. Right. Obviously. If they have face Tyler, tattoos, they're all Tyler's Wayne's a son tree. of Eminem. Like, you could trace lineage and you, you'd be able to see. Yeah, exactly. I would say I would say artists like, well, you know, some of the Eminem, <laughs> some of the Eminem family tree we wish we would get cut off. Like, <laughs> a lot of synonymous messages and sounds to what strange music does and eminem and what slaughterhouse did so which slaughterhouse is signed under under eminem yeah so i think he's on that same level as Lil Wayne as far as influence and the lanes he paved for the new generation mm-hmm. and sonically this is not like one of my favorite projects it's not something that i would go back to often but i will say this time around Oh, I'll tell you, this is the first time I've listened to this in like a, 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 a span of minute. 12 months. Right, right. And and I had, I remember go, trying to go back to it a couple of years ago, and I just couldn't see why it got the praise that it did. But this time around, when I really started listening to what he was saying and how he was saying it, it was um, it, it really does deserve a lot of credit. Even though some of the jokes have not aged well, again, the usage of gay slurs... You know, using the R word and, you know, that that sort of stuff's not really defendable at this point. You know, we've kind of evolved as a culture to not really have those sort of slurs used in our music. But at the time, everything in the music industry was so sanitized. Yeah. It was so... Yeah, it we're, was not gonna, so we're not going to front, like, the F word has not been a huge word in hip-hop for a long time oh, before long Eminem, too. Time. A long time. And also, Tyler, as an early... Big, I mean, when it Big L used it all the time. Dude, if you guys go listen to Big L, he literally talks about stomping a gay dude out. Yeah. Like, just be, just for being gay. So, hip-hop has not had a, a history of of um, really sort of... Uh, really women's until, rights. Really until Frank gay Ocean. Rights. Yeah. Gay. Is when that kind of turned in hip-hop. Yes, and then you have somebody who's openly gay like Tyler. Yeah. Well, again, he's not really even openly gay. No, he's I think I think it, the, the narrative really changed. I think with Frank Ocean, it did in, in hip hop. Macklemore too, which you know I want to give him his credit here. He did drop "Same Love." Yeah, <laughs> is that all? That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I have First to say. First episode of 2020. <laughs> so if we get one listener from 2020, we've already mentioned Macklemore, so yeah. we probably lost credibility. Yeah, all right. No, I'll give you that. Yeah, so they definitely changed the narrative a little bit. But oh, some of these songs were they rated very highly. Okay, for me, what were um, some of your highest rated tracks? Let's see. The way I am is a ten out of ten. Okay. Um, another one that is very focused. Not a lot of like, like I said, him trying to build controversy or say something wild. <laughs> like, there's nothing out of pocket said. Like, he's just really commenting on society and how all the Columbine backlash somehow ended up in his and. Marilyn Manson's lap. Mm-hmm. Um, Real Slim Shady doesn't really age well <laughs> to me. I, I, it got a six. But the song Remember Me with RBX and Sticky Fingers, I don't know how I overlooked this mm. in the beginning. Um, I, I, that, I honestly did not remember that song when it started playing. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I told you just before we started, they could have left Eminem off that shit. 
It's a really, it's a really hard track. Very. Literally. No, it reminded me of like a Doom and like ODB like hybrid Ooh, like kind it. of vibe. Like that's what I was like. Damn, this kind. Of, I was like, it kind of sounds like Doom, and then it's the first guy kind of sounded like ODB a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm back. Rated it got a seven. Drug Ballad got an eight. Would you rate Marshall Mathers? A six. That one because I of how many times like, he used. He did use faggot a lot. A lot. He did use that word a lot. Um, I mean, Ken Kniff got a twelve out of ten. <laughs> got, a, got, a, got a two. Uh, Amityville uh, with Bizarre. Amityville is that's my favorite song off the project. Yeah. For me, that one, the way I am, um, Kill You. I think Kill You is still that's an like incredible it. track. I love that song. And um let me see, there was another one on the bottom. I did like Criminal. I liked Criminal. I thought it was a it was a good end it was a good closer. But what did I what did I rate that? Um, I gave it a five. Criminal. Yeah. What'd you What'd you rate it so low? The only thing I said nice about it was that I loved the southern accent when he was <laughs> rapping at one point. Um, that was one where I said Eminem saying his criminal is hilarious to me, yeah. but he says retard several times That's and true. a lot of rape jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard. It'd it be is. hard. It'd, it'd be hard to like. Pull up to the light. We're not laughing light. at the rape jokes. Yeah. We're laughing at the fact that, like, it, it's really, like, you, 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 this album is held so highly. I mean, Pitchfork gave it a 9.4 yeah. to give you, and, and so, and despite all that, it's still held as, held up as a classic, despite all the anti-gay slurs, despite disparaging mentally, men, uh, um, people with special needs, all that sort of stuff, and it still rates so highly. Uh, I think as as the years go on, this album tends to age l- less and less well. Do you think this is something that... I mean, now this album is 20 years old. Well... Does it still have the impact... I, I think so. To hold that classic because status is what I'm asking. Now, the, kind of the shock value of Eminem is gone. Right. Like... If anybody discovers Eminem now, like obviously you'd be shocked. Like if you've never heard of this man, and if you've never heard "Fact," that still holds true. I'm gonna yeah. tell you that that <laughs> song still has all the shock value in the world. Yeah, it absolutely does. But I think Poor we Jones. all know, like ninety percent of people that know Eminem know that it's satire. Like right. they know it's fake. Yeah. At least they should, or they're yeah, idiots. Or, yeah, or they're a victim. Or they're a victim. So I think it, it ages a little differently. Um, I think obviously, if you're an Eminem fan, it's a, a it's still essential. Big, yeah, um, but is it? I don't know. It's, I think it's an essential hip hop album. It's a classic. What are you What are you rating it? I gave it a seven. I'd give it an eight because of the, just again because of the social commentary surrounding the album, and also Eminem's. I mean, his his ability as a rapper technically is is still like almost second, second to, to none. none. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of people who. Who will tell you like he's he's one of the best, the best. Thank you, Borat. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk uh, about offensive? Let's just hit all the offensive shit from the two thousands. Let's do. Let's. We should do an episode. <laughs> Borat takes the cake. Bruno takes the cake over Borat. Yeah, even that was pretty wild. Bruno. Um, no, but I, I don't. Could you have movies like Bruno, Bruno and Borat without Eminem? Like that's their. Obviously, they're kind of synonymous. Like I like, I like any. I mean, 
for a while, especially when I was in high school. Like he said, like he made this kind of for that for that age demographic. I always was attracted to counterculture, you know, and and throughout no. America, every single time you've had artists who are establishment. Um, I mean, you look at like even in the eighties, you had like artists like Huey Lewis in the news, and then you also had punk rock acts um, like uh, what's their name? Henry Rollins is their lead singer. Couldn't tell you, bro. My bad. I gotta look at him now. I wish I knew more. Black about flag. That. Black okay. flag. Um, yeah, you. There's always there's always a need for people who are questioning the status quo. That's what I think is missing in hip hop now. I don't think we have anybody like a Eminem who is saying like "fuck the mumble rappers" because we have put down people who do that. Um, I mean, Logic tries. The yeah. only problem is he is white bread. Um, <laughs> That grew legs. So, really, I mean, nobody is taking him seriously saying anything. And then Tyler was kind of coming up on that sort of message, but he's sort of evolved into, like, a Grammy yeah, sort he, of artist. You know, he's expounded more on the art, I think, than the, the always did. I mean, his message is exactly. still strong, but his message now is more introspective than it was where before he was talking about what he was seeing. Now I think right. it's more about what he's going through. Right. I wish that we would have somebody kind of in hip-hop that would sort of question status quo in a way like Eminem that is commercially has an impact as well as... Who do you think has the potential to do that? Nobody right now. I don't see anybody right now in that space who even wants to do that. There, That's a big burden to carry. I mean, yeah. like, like getting I, blamed for Columbine is... You want to talk about, like, poss- potentially career-damaging, life-altering. That's something that could really fuck up an artist. Nowadays, I think rap has become so homogenized that really, it's if you're not rapping in a way that's melodic and borderline R&B, you're not really going to get mainstream recognition. And again, when something becomes very popular, it's emulated so many times that we're not seeing... I mean, we're not seeing artists in the mainstream... Who are really doing that. There are... I mean, you have artists like Death Grips. You have artists like Clips. You do have artists like... Like Wiki. Rat King. Sort of that underground New York sound. Maybe Joey Badass. Uh, call me crazy, but I think Joey Badass could... Could t- hold yeah, that c- kind of... He did it a little bit with All American Badass. Right. And even Kendrick a little bit. But there's not really anybody who's... Who's wanting to be the bad guy. In hip hop now. And I think that's missing. And we need that back. I would like to see that come back. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Logic can't logic logic can't do it, bro. Um (laughs) No. (laughs) Say no. You know what? Uh if logic could get us a little credibility back and say no. Let's let logic put out like a what's what's logic's real name? Um oh god, I I should know this. Um it's I think it's Bobby something. Bobby I was going to say Bobby it's not, Tarantino. No, it's not Bobby Tarantino. <laughs> I stole that also. Um, I don't know. God, I feel bad. I should know this. That's okay. I don't know, bro. It's trying to find the book. I don't know where it is. Oh, right here. No, that, no the, uh, the uh, supermarket oh, book. Oh. I know it has his real name. Bobby Hall. Bobby I Hall. threw it away for you, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's Bobby Hall. Um, what you been listening to? So, really what I've been listening to the last couple of days... Um, G Erbo put out a project called Sessions, really good nine tracks, uh, just hard Chicago raps. 
G. Erbo is really one of my favorite artists from that drill music scene. Um, still listening to Bubba by K. Trinata. And um, I think that's about it. Um, all right. I've been listening to, obviously, went back and listened oh, to Oh, and Marshall. Juice World. A lot okay. of Juice World lately. Went back and listened to Marshall Mathers LP, obviously. Very dope. Um, we're cooking up some things for this year, so I went back to some other classic albums we may be talking about. Um, Deltron 3030. They literally only put out one album. Yeah. But it. I was reading some reviews about it, and it's critically acclaimed to be one of the best concept albums of all time Damn. in hip-hop. Um, went back and listened to Dr. Octagon. Um, a little bit of Juice World in my... My listening to. Let's see what else I've got. Hey, I went back to Nothing Was the Same. Okay. Dre, That's my little, album. Little Drizzy. Um, Earl, some rap songs. And, uh, oh, Roddy Rich. I keep going back to Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. Again, I don't see the hype for it. I but he's I, a Roddy Rich fan. You can say it, bro. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I like it in the gym. I like it in, okay. when I'm in the gym. It's, that's like it's your, kind of my that's like your Polo G. Like I like right. Polo G. I like um, Anneli Chapa. Yeah, yeah. I can, I kind of do like that project. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I got some Juice World in here. Um, Miles Davis, trumpet player. <laughs> He's always got some. Oh, here you go. I got some Grateful Dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do that. Um, I made a Travis Scott Essentials playlist, and this has like the top five or my five, five favorite songs from every Travis release. Okay. And this includes Al Farrow and days before rodeo. So it's, it's a pretty wild playlist. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's been, that's been about it. Very nice. I love it. Anything I've, else you want to plug? No, I'm really, I mean, go follow us at HLHPO. We've been growing a lot on social media. Thank you guys so much for following. We really appreciate it. I've been trying to, you know, ask some questions for you guys. You know, you can always message us about, Projects that you want us to review, um, that's really the best way to get in touch with us. Absolutely. But that's it. Now, the numbers have gone crazy. That, they so have. Let's, actually, I'm, I'm over here flipping through our writing prompts thing to do a, do a little inspiration, a little talk for y'all. Mm-hmm. But let's pull up the, I'm going to pull up our, our numbers and we're going to look at what we did last year. So for those of you that have, have listened, I don't know how many people we have from the beginning when we are just on YouTube. But we went to pulling like hardly any numbers at all on YouTube. And we were kind of like, I don't think we really talked about like not doing the podcast, but there was like we, nothing we going. We didn't do anything for like six Nothing's months. Nothing's going. So then I was like, let's let's try to put this on a hosting site and, mm-hmm. and try to do something with it. So the hosting site got us Shit. access to Spotify. I did not know we had that many. Yeah. So the we, whole year. just in a one year span, because our, our first episode using this uh, hosting app, shout out Podbean. Um, was like the end of December last year, and from uh, in twelve months, five thousand all time. Thank you guys, fifty three hundred. Thank you guys so much. Twenty five yesterday, hundred ninety nine in the last seven days. I love it. I hope we keep growing. I mean, uh, you know, this is this podcast is our baby, so I mean, we're gonna keep doing it no matter how many people listen. That's something that I've said from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you know. We, we're always, we, we just love, like, these are conversations that Jake and I would have regardless. Yeah. You know? Did you have anything for the writing prompt? No, I was no. looking, I was flipping through, and then I was like, if we want to end it on a good note and talk about something, yeah. something good, we'll pull the numbers up. I love it. But we've got some stuff we're working on for 2020, yeah. hopefully. Definitely. A lot we'll of grow, stuff. Please stay tuned. Grow the brand a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. 
Oh. Remember this track right oh, here? Oh, yeah, I do. Go yeah, ahead. We're going we're gonna to ride out to this one here. This is Earth, Mac Miller, and Future. Future goes dumb on the zone. No, I a little nervous, keep adjusting your blouse that you got on. The buttons come undone. Let me know if you need me to put a fan on. I stand on the floor, about to collapse. The bliss turns to war, heart turns to ash. Fun turns to drugs. The idea of cash has taken away my mind. And I think that it's a sign that. Let's see what you find, That's right here. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see ya!